Hello, and welcome to Association Transformation. It's an exciting week. I'm excited to have Andrew with us. He's made some time for us, everybody. So let's let's be appreciative. It's Associations Week in the UK, and I know Consort is a big sponsor. And yep. thankfully, Andrew has carved out a few minutes of, of his busy week to join us so that we can continue to focus on the impact and evolution of nonprofit organizations. That remains our mission here at Association Transformation, trying to have those conversations that others may not be having or may not be having in the same way, and really focusing on the staff perspective, the member perspective, and the mission, the mission perspective. Yeah. Um, so thanks for joining us today, Mr. Andrew Chamberlain, Consort Strategies Associations Week sponsor. How extraordinary just throw that one in as well extraordinary, extraordinary yes. yeah no i how are you how are you how are you this morning well i'm not sponsoring a big fancy week of of virtual events but uh well we you are know. you know we are delighted to yeah you know let's, let's just get it let's just plug it let's just get it i'm delighted the consort is um one of the partners for associations week in the uk it's been going for five years now uh, over over here and you know every year we see some good stuff happening we see some good program of activities lots of discussion lots of debate lots of celebration i think it's really important i think it's really important that we do that you know around the world that we acknowledge the work and the industry and the endeavor um and that we do celebrate our success um because i think sometimes it's easy to forget i think it's easy to forget that we're doing you know we're working all the time all the, all the time it feels yeah. always doing more with less always getting you know always trying to get you know more hours in the day more days in the week and you know sometimes i think we do forget to just take a break and say actually well done us we've had uh we've had a we've had a bit of a good impact um on our members on our society our communities etc so i think it's really important that we do celebrate but I also think it's really important that we do acknowledge um, or we take time to acknowledge what is, well, what's the phrase? Burnout? Burnout, yeah. Well, you know, Brewer Pratt Solutions, I mean, we we may not be sponsoring big conferences, but I think we are seeing that same that same challenge. I just came back from a strategic planning session with, with a client and huge board. It took forever to figure out a window of time they could all get together. The, you know, yeah. the, the volunteer leaders are burned out too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, these last 18 to 20 months have meant so, so much change, disruption, challenge in so many sectors of our life. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also working with some staff and doing some staff surveys. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's both sides of this. It's the staff side, it's the volunteer leader side. And, you know, we're all waiting for, we're all waiting for the world to get, I don't know, through this. I don't want to say back to normal anymore. Oh, I think those days are well gone. I don't think there's any, I think that's, that doesn't exist anymore. Those, the, the, the yeah, I mean, I, you know, we had a conversation this time last year when we were recording our association week special and, you know, we were talking about then, you know, going back to normal. And I think we're well past that. Right. But the new normal now means that we are working from home, working from an office, working from our phone, working from everywhere. Yeah. It also means that we are featuring value to our members, to our, our customers, our nonprofit customers in every format, on every platform at all times. Mm-hmm. 
our value proposition is under a 24/7 on demand yep scrutiny channel screen <laughs> yeah um and you know our members expectations are higher than ever our our volunteer leaders are are burning the candle at both ends along along with staff and as we approach you know the end of the calendar year i wonder you know how are we measuring success anymore is it about hours put in is it about just the headcount of 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 membership is it about the revenue you know the net revenue because there there has to be a yeah a balance to this yeah. you know we talk about mental health you know 2020 mm-hmm. the big theme mm-hmm. was it's okay to not be okay and mental mm-hmm. health and i think mm-hmm. that's continued into 2021 but do we get that same benefit in the nonprofit sector does the association world get to take a deep breath and say how are we investing in our mental health i mean september is you know, at least in the United States is, is national suicide prevention month. And right. I'm okay. not equating burnout with, with, with that extreme, but I think the investment in mental health and the, the acknowledgement that we are all pushing ourselves at such a pace yeah. and in such a way that, that this, it's not sustainable. I, you know, as, no, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's not sustainable. And and you know, and I, I, I'm feeling. You know, we were talking off, off. I was going to say off camera, but off microphone before we started recording. You know, and I'm feeling burned out. I'm feeling. Uh, you know, it's not too many steps from thinking oh, I can't be bothered getting out of bed this morning because I'm just so overwhelmed, arguably with, um, yeah, these sort of heightened levels of expectation. And I think I, as you're talking, I'm trying to put my kind of put my finger on it and say, you know. What is the cultural piece within our sector, within the nonprofit membership world? Why is it that we that we 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 are feeling these heightened this heightened sense of um, what's the word? I can't even say tension. It's, it's an obligation to perform. Why do we constantly feel all the time that we've got to put something out the door? Got to put something either something new or we have to demonstrate value. Is it because is it because we're afraid that we're nice to haves rather than need to haves? Ouch, ouch. That's I mean, yes, I think that and the servant leadership culture. Mm-hmm. It's our job to figure out how to say yes. to our members, uh, to our board, to every constituency, every niche stakeholder group, whether it's a special interest group, a task force, a committee, a membership type. I mean, we're trying to be so many things to so many types of stakeholders. And, you know, maybe we're not special. Maybe this is what the tech world deals with. Maybe this is what salespeople in other other sectors deal with all the time, trying to serve clients who have a changing and evolving set of needs and increasing expectations. Maybe this, I mean, are we special? I think this is maybe something that entrepreneurial is an entrepreneurial pressure. We have to deliver. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess we are looking at it with two different, um, uh, from two different perspectives. You know, we both work as specialist consultants entrepreneurial as you say we're out there you know every week is almost it's like a you know job interview trying to get new work building up new ideas trying to get you know in the door with people to have conversations and demonstrate value so we see it from that private sector commercial 
uh, perspective. I think you know we're also fortunate that we you know we both we both work for and in support of the Institute of Association Leadership, and so we also see it from that uh, staff perspective, if you like. You know, we ha- we also are supporting members directly um, as well as supporting our clients. And I guess we are seeing it from both both perspectives. I'd never really thought about whether it was not unique to to the not you know the nonprofit sector because actually I think um, you know what you've said there you know the twenty four seven scrutiny the expectation I feel almost like membership bodies in the last you know we we've celebrated membership bodies in the last eighteen to twenty months and said wow you know you've I'm going to swear on the radio, pivoted. Uh, you know, you've, you've, uh, how dare you? I know. Sorry, sorry. But you know, you've, you've taken steps, you've demonstrated flexibility, adaptability, bravery, courage. You've been strategic. You've, you know, you've not just survived, you've thrived. But now I'm thinking, yeah. And are we victims? Some of us of our own success. Right. What was the cost? What was the human cost? What was the, I don't know, the energy cost, the, 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 the staff cost. Because um, you know, we've, I, we've elevated members' expectations now to a point where I, I, I question whether it's realistic as we go into 2022. We can't sustain this level of, of energy, you know, and output because it's, well, it's unsustainable. It's exhausting. As you say, we're not even. Did I say that already? You did. I'm just, I'm just saying it, you know, <laughs> Repetition is emphasis. Did you not learn that in school? You know. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, but I think you mentioned the year, the 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 conversation a year ago, and you know, we were asking the question: Is membership dead? And mm. now that we have truly embraced all the membership alternatives, mm-hmm. subscription, a la carte, mm-hmm. freemium, this and that, you know, we've we've p- taken every ball we can and run it as far down the field as possible. These last 18 months out of trying to survive. Yeah. But all of those mechanisms and we're, we're experiencing this with the IAL require you to demonstrate your value proposition more frequently to more different audiences. You know, I think of the subscription model. All right. That means we have to sell ourselves and prove to the membership that their dues Give them yeah, something yeah, in return yeah. every, every month. month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. month. Yeah, we have and, to add something that, to the channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that an association shouldn't be ready to do that at all times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it makes everything feel so transactional. Yes, because actually, yes. And you know, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. Because we've been working from an IAL perspective, we've been working on putting together the learning labs. Uh, education exact education program and you know part of that is right we've got to cost it we've got to work out you know so we're sitting there doing a full economic costing we're not just sticking our fingers in the end saying well that kind of works we've done market analysis and you're working out budgets and income and expenditure and, and ratios and and actually and i'm sitting there thinking well you know how do we justify the membership fee well, we've got to be, and I'm, I am guilty of sitting there thinking, well, we've got to do you know, more. We've got to put more at the door, more at the door, more at the door. But actually, yeah. it should just be the community, the network. The very essence of the membership environment is that we are part of a like-minded community who are, you know, we belong. And that, I think, we 
not in an IAL context, I think generally, I think we too often forget the fundamental non-transactional benefit of being part of a community and that I pay my membership dues so that I can be part of it and so that that goes towards supporting it. It's not just about me getting something in return. It's about me saying, well, look, I want to have this when I need it. So here's my $15 a month or, or whatever, or my £100 a year, um, and I'm happy to pay it because I know that that community exists. And I think that's something that I've been guilty of losing sight of recently, and I think it's a really important um you know, when we're talking about this kind of 24-7, this culture of heightened expectation of, um, uh, you know, talking up constantly and promoting the value proposition and always talking in, you know, big picture stuff and big value. And as you say, you know, as you said, you know, Netflix model, here's your, for $15 this month, you're getting extra X, Y, and Z. <laughs> Actually, we should just be saying, well, we want you to pay your 15 bucks because, Sometimes you're going to need us. Not all the time you're going to need us. But fundamentally, this professional community exists as a peer support network that you're part of. And I think that's something, that's a message that we don't, we is the royal we. It's not us. But, you know, I think sometimes in the, in, in the industry, we're, we're not quite as strong at conveying that message. Well, you know, the, the lean facilitator in me cringes at the idea of just piling more on mm, mm. value through quantity yeah you know, that uh, that gives me i break out in hives because there are so many organizations that have really just wanted to elongate the menu add stuff in figure out ways to represent everything that we're doing put it on the list yeah. put it on the list but you know it, it ends up i think we all know having the opposite effect mm-hmm you start to dilute the impact of your true pillars of value. You start to exhaust your audience um, who become uh, unwilling to wade through all the mess to get Mm -hmm. to the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And when we come to defining value for intangibles, that's where we really, as maybe an industry, maybe as, uh, as, as association professionals have to always work to be as specific as possible through the end, the end result, through the human narrative of impact. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah. when we're talking about the human piece in these online communities or these communities of practice, um, these groups of experts that you now pay to, to tap into or pay to be a part of, uh-huh. um, you know, that, that human element, I think that will become more popular as technology drives everything else. I think the human will become more and more valuable, but it's not just valuable because it's there. It's not just valuable because it exists. The people within it, the staff that nurture it, the, you know, there, there's still an exercise in stoking that fire. It won't just, it, it'll just smolder on its own. Oh yeah. And that absolutely. in itself isn't mm-hmm. valuable. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But I think, I think equally, it 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 is a value simply because it's there as well. You know, it's so now two, you're, it's you're talking about insurance. You're treating it as a safety net. You're treating it as professional insurance. Well, when we're talking about burnout, we start. You know, yeah, I am because I think you know it's it's too easy to you know when we're on the cusp of of burnout and. 
anxiety and stress and, you know, did I say, you know, depression? Yeah, you know, it can be easy to, to think that you're in it on your own and that you are suffering or struggling on your own. And so actually, I think being part of that, just remembering that you are part of, officially part of, formally part of, you know, a peer support network. When it comes to individual uh, stress and burnout uh, and, and maintaining one's mental and emotional well-being, as well as the physical aspects of it, I think it, yeah, I think it is an important insurance policy actually to be to be part of that network. I think that well, is I, crucial. I think then our our call to all, I think now seventeen of our listeners is is to I think we, use sixteen, sixteen. We might oh, have lost sorry, 16. one. I think. Your uncle, your uncle's mad at you. He he canceled. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. My mom. <laughs> That's right. My mom's not interested anymore. Oh, we lost your mom? I'm <laughs> devastated. Oh my God, that's a terrible sign. Um, but I, I think our, our call to not only ourselves, but to those association experts who, association professionals who contribute to these type of communities, whether it's things like Associations Week or the IAL or a group that you're a part of or a webinar that you're on, I think the call to everyone then is to demonstrate vulnerability. If everyone's acting like you're, you're, you're doing fine, you're working hard, everything's great. You're, I mean, if we're, if we're keeping this facade going, then no one will benefit from seeing that they're not in this alone. Yeah. I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think, I think, you know, my final kind of thoughts on it are that what we saw at the beginning of the pandemic we saw great ingenuity, uh, you know, we saw great community sort of um, drive and we saw flexibility, adaptability, going back to something we spoke about uh, way back, you know, whenever it was 15 months ago, we saw people rationalizing and prioritizing and saying, actually, you know, right now in this moment of crisis, we're going to do what is you know, what is the best for our members. If it's just this one thing, that's what we're doing. And then we've, ridden the crest of that wave and we've quietly i think gone back into old habits yeah and i'm worried about 2022 i feel like that exactly and so we have to say well no no that principle of rationalizing and prioritizing isn't just for those moments of crisis it's for always because that's how you are that's how you demonstrate your member value that's how your value proposition is understood and recognized as distinct and valuable it's because you're not trying to be everything to everybody all the time you're trying to be the one thing you can be and i think that that approach and recognizing that and taking those moments to take stock and say actually you know you know we are going to ditch those hobby projects those sacred cows um that you know that, that we love but actually generate us no value whatsoever and i think that that approach will undoubtedly not only value the benefit the association in uh, financial terms in community terms um in the value mm-hmm. proposition terms i think for us as association professionals i think it would alleviate some of the unnecessary and unrealistic and unsustainable pressure that we are feeling um because we've we're falling back into those old habits of 
we must do more and more and more and more. Right. Right. And, you know, the hybrid, I think the hybrid push for events, we need to be in person. We need to be virtual at the same time. We need to record it. We need to live stream it. I mean, that is the perfect example of how what started out as uh, a necessity and and forced the hand of innovation last year has now become an albatross around all of our necks, trying to be everything to everyone at the same time on every platform Mm -hmm. using every technology and, you know, we, we talked about what we were recording a year ago and you know, our very first episode a little over a year ago was about purposeful abandonment Yeah, and exactly. how to say no when no needs to be said through data, through needs, but also for the simple focus, focusing and consolidation for impact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. You know, and, and, and these are all easy things to say, right? You know, we, we, Burnout is real. And mm-hmm. I think staff, you know, have gotten more, uh, you know, let's, let's admit it, whether furloughs, whether, whether financial restrictions, organizations have, have gotten, I think staff sizes have probably gotten smaller in most of the organizations that I, oh, yeah. that I work with either through yeah, retirements, yeah. Mm-hmm. through, um, you know, just getting lean to get through COVID, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it may be, these are s- smaller staffs doing more in more ways and we got to desperate to hold on to members we've got to stop that that trend from being you know the accepted norm yeah that do more with less is is a frightening prospect you know i used to work in government and it was a terrifying you know you do ministers talking about you know do more with less and that was their mantra all the time and you you and you and it doesn't it doesn't in the long yeah. term, do anybody it'll bite any you. It'll bite yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's it's funny. I have a couple organizations who come out of this and they say, We're not, we're not ready to strategic plan because we don't have the people back. We right. need to figure out how to hire, rehire for our future needs. Okay. We don't want to just plug people back into the mm-hmm. same old roles mm-hmm. that we we had before. The job descriptions pre-COVID aren't relevant. And in most cases, they were 10 years old anyway. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I I love that organizations are willing to hit the pause button instead of just saying yes to everything. And yes, we'll do that. Yes, we'll develop that. Yes, we'll roll that out. They're taking a pause to assess their their organizational effectiveness for the future. And that's those are the organizations that give me uh, hope for 2022. But, you know, as we come to the end of the year, I mean, God, it's already the middle of September. Last year was painfully slow. This year has flown by and we're all under these, these pressures and this stress and as are the members. It's flown by for you because you've been sending yourself in Florida, having, oh, co- having coffee in Seattle. Okay. Are we going to do this at the end here? Is, this how, is this how we're going to You know, whereas some of us have just been sat Oh at our desks. God. That's it. That's all we've been, you know. So it's been a bit slower for some of us. All you right. Know? So this is how we're going to end. You, <laughs> Mister, literally just stepped off a cruise yesterday. <laughs> are going to throw stones at me for having taken a summer working sabbatical? <laughs> how dare you? And I will say, you've just stepped off a cruise literally less than 24 hours ago, mm-hmm. and it was your second cruise of the month. And I'm still burned out. Go figure that, eh? <laughs> what does that tell you? <laughs> I'm oh, still God. exhausted. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. No. Brewer Pratt Solutions did 
invest in some, some personal development, some, you know, what I said was a, a working sabbatical. I needed to step away. I needed to say no. I needed to be okay with saying no to some things for the benefit of myself, my family, my clients, my yep. partners, yep. and I'm not ashamed of it. And I would do it again. I want to do it again. Um, <laughs> but I think that's the boundaries we all need to return to is the out of office reply shouldn't cause someone to gasp. It should cause you to cheer for that person. Yeah. You know, I'm not jealous of your, your cruises, but I will not be, I will not be demonized for, for taking my own break. And we all need a break. I wasn't demonizing you. I wasn't demonizing you at all. I was just, I was being, I was being jealous. I was envying the fact that you were getting to travel and that, Things were, you know, you were getting on airplanes. I was being envious. All I've I know, you've to do been is stuck get on, for a long time. You know, luxury ocean liners. That's all I've been able to do. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right, we're, let's wrap this up. Wrap I, it can't up. Be, I can't feel sorry for you when you talk about your luxury ocean liners. But uh, enjoy Associations Week. And congratulations to Consort for being involved in that. Um, Brewer Pratt Solutions will just keep chugging on, um, you know, striving for for our client success while you guys enjoy your, your celebrations, your celebrations and your, your week of sessions. So thank but you. we do, we are glad you, you were able to make some time for us this morning. So I wish I could say the same, but uh... oh, God, all right. You are burned out. You are burned out and I can't take it anymore. Um, so with that, we will thank everyone for joining us and whether you're burned out, whether you have a new topic you want to chat about, or you just want to let us know how, uh, how things are going for you and your organization. We encourage you to tweet us at Association Transformation or email us hello at yourconsort.com. And we'll bring you new and even better conversations specific to the association, the association opportunity, the association evolution, the association specialty. That, that we are all so proud to be a part of. Um, you can find Association Transformation wherever you get your podcasts. Make us one of your favorites. And until next time, stay well and put your members and your mission first.